many people go for Christmas dinners, and and we say it's dinner at eight nine yeah. in the evening, right? So when should he eat breakfast, and what should he eat for breakfast? So if you're going to a dinner and you know, yeah, you're eating until late, you're eating until nine ten, then that's where it's. Welcome to the Escapist Corner. This is a podcast where we talk about lifestyle, sport, and entrepreneurship. We hope this can give you some inspiration to your daily life and also make you some good ideas um, based on where you are in your life. We're going to talk to uh, successful businessmen, coaches, sportsmen, athletes, doctors, what have you. Uh, please feel free to uh, look at our homepage, escapistcorner.com. There you find the, the links to Instagram and Facebook. Happy listening! All right, welcome everyone to uh, Escapist Corner. This time we have a different setup. We have a new series called Team Escapist, where we necessarily not talk to other guests than our friends or people at the box, or it might just be a talk between uh, coaches and um, or maybe even a monologue. Who knows? So today we have. Uh, for a new format, uh, something that we prepared, uh, that Claire prepared here uh, for the um, holiday seasons. It's called How to Survive the Holidays and Still Enjoy Them. Um, yeah, we're gonna bone this one through, I guess. And um, yeah, you're gonna probably find this on audio, you're gonna find this on video, and you're gonna find this in written form everywhere uh, this is a part of a small strategy we're working on where we want to be a bit everywhere so everyone can yeah so <laughs> omnipresent so everyone can can see and listen to us uh, not because we think we are we're the best in the world but we just notice that there is a lot of people that want to hear us and they say we didn't i didn't know you published anything and we're like we publish on every channel and <laughs> and still they kind of miss it so we have to be even more productive um yeah so today uh Gerardo's here hi hi guys how you doing yeah. claire is here um hi so let's let's start with you claire who are you why are you here <laughs> i am a a uh, student on a pause from my engineering studies and I'm doing some work here at Escapist and really interested in performance but nutrition and wellness and longevity and the balance of all of those and how we can basically feel better and live better lives. All right and uh do you feel like there's a big overlap between engineering and <laughs> <laughs> and health and uh, fitness and lifestyle? I think that in the engineering practice, there's a big disconnect <laughs> yeah. from health and uh, longevity and uh, wellness. But yeah. I think that the, a different way of thinking can be applied, yeah. you know, coming from different sides of perspectives and different ways of thinking about things and approaching them. Yeah, and um, for the viewers and listeners, uh, you are German, but uh, you speak quite flawless English. So uh, very 
difficult to find in Germany. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, so uh, you you actually live in the States. That's or I did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, people ask me where's home. I'm like I I don't know where's home, but yeah. right now home is Berlin. And yeah. I was born in Germany and then moved to the States when I was younger. And now I studied in England for two years. Now I'm in here in Berlin. So back to the roots. Yeah. Back to the roots. <laughs> um, Very good. All right. So let's uh, let's go through this list. Yeah. What's um. So holiday seasons, what are the biggest challenges we find in holiday seasons? We always talk about people, we always, people here at the box, we have members coming around and say, hey, pff, yeah, I'm not going to be here, I have this dinner, I'm not going to be training that much. Which are, as you, say, as you see, also, we see the biggest challenges that we have here, people have. I think, I mean, and we all struggle with them. I, even you and I and uh, Ricard and everyone, all the coaches, people in wellness, everyone struggles with these. You know, you go to the supermarket and you're accosted with uh, aisles full of chocolate and, uh, you know, sweets. And it's it's hard for even the people who have the most willpower to resist. So I think that the, I think that the change in temperature definitely plays a role. The darkness the darkness uh, yeah. I, I, <laughs> for sure I, I mean um i think this list will be very helpful for a lot of people especially that are uh, mentally they're going into uh this kind of uh, hibernation yeah uh, mode um no i definitely i mean we had a great summer and yeah. suddenly in no time it's dark it's cold yeah and suddenly it's dark at 3 30 yeah exactly uh we end up classes in the morning here. It's barely sun outside, barely light. So a completely different setup from what was a couple of months ago. And people just feel a bit low. Uh, so, yeah. Suddenly that hot chocolate or that chocolate feels yeah. way better yeah. than it used to be. <laughs> exactly. Comfy yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's start this um this uh, boat, um, this, this, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so number one, Claire, you said, um, for the evening, you started with the evening schedule, uh, wind down time. What do you mean with that? I think for me personally, that was a big thing that changed things. And I can see it in other people is a lot of us, we go through our day, you know, you're on, 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 you're with people, you're interacting, you're going in the U-Bahn, you're going in the S-Bahn, you're watching TV, you're on your phone, you're on your Instagram, you're on your Facebook. And then, okay, all of a sudden you're supposed to shut off and go to bed. It's like a light switch in the head that we're supposed to turn off. And that's not how the brain works. And that's also, it makes it more difficult to get your good quality eight hours of sleep because you take then maybe an hour to get to sleep and many people think that's normal and it's like you know if you've properly you know exerted yourself in the day but also have managed your stress you should be able to fall asleep within you know maybe 10-15 minutes and it's really difficult to do that if you're staring at a screen for like the minute before you go to bed you're checking your texts the minute before you go to bed so i have a good tip for that so i, I like to wind down by listening to podcasts and i do it when i hit the pillow so I, I i'm not listening before or sometimes i do but really when i hit the pillow i i, I can set the the, uh, the timer for five <laughs> ten or fifteen minutes 
and sometimes I put, put it on five minutes and see if I can fall asleep before it ends. It's <laughs> a so race against the podcast. That <laughs> sounds stressful. Any, any, recommend, any podcast you would recommend for that? <laughs> <laughs> it's not really go, a flattering compliment exactly, to the podcast. Go sell it. <laughs> no, but, uh, and, and actually, no, but because I know that I, I always fell asleep and I was like always checking my phone. Uh, the day after because I wanted to listen to a podcast and I was already like four episodes down the stream or something <laughs> like that and I was like damn it uh, okay I have to pick it up again and, uh, and try to search for the right episode no but um, that has um, at least proven for to me that I usually don't have that big of a problem just to yeah and that, uh, and that has not been the common case for for me at all so from my teenage years so since i was 12 13 years old i i could lay awake for hours in bed and i just couldn't fall asleep and i had this um, more or less until yeah recent two three years maybe it has to do with getting kids and stuff like that but um uh, i also think it has to do with um with something much more important which is uh, what I eat mm. so my um, blood sugars my cortisol levels and everything are are very low uh, when they're supposed to be low <laughs> so yeah that's yeah and many people aren't having regular levels of cortisol and uh, insulin also so that can play a role in if you're you know you're eating poorly and then your hormonal circadian rhythm is totally out of whack and we don't do ourselves any favors by you know like regularly staying up until uh, 2 3 a.m and then you know switching the next day you know being in bed by 10 and then getting up and then sleeping in and then early and that also sends your body out of whack and so how would be your recommendation for like a healthy healthier uh evening planning how will you go through it so i would say choose something that disconnects you a little bit and gets you out of your head and into your body I think um, it's something that they say in yoga often or meditation and um, you know whether it is like yeah listening to a podcast that disconnects you from your stress in your head and your everyday life or um, watching some kind of you know putting <laughs> downloading flux which is an extension on the desktop that you can put it on your computer and it turns the screen kind of yellowish so some people like to, you know, watch some kind of stupid comedy show before they go to bed, okay? If you put that on, then you won't get the blue light that interferes with melatonin production. Mm. So watch that for 20 minutes, reading a book. I mean, it's old-fashioned, but it seems to work for a lot of people. It's worked for a long no, time. Sure. But finding kind of like a rhythm and a trigger, it's almost like a like a, a Pavlovian response when you do that, then you automatically, your body thinks, okay, it's time to go to bed. Would it be uh, like an I idea to have this kind of ceram uh, ceremony where you, um, yeah, where you kind of um, give yourself the luxury of time to just yeah. take care of yourself? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, you know, do the things that, something that you always look forward to doing in the evening, uh, if it's reading or something like that. Yeah. So you find something that is really... Um, like a price of the day. Yeah, yeah. Um, like a couple of yoga poses or, yeah. You know, yeah. Um. Thrusters or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> Ready to go to bed. Um, mm. And um, yeah, so 
second uh, on your list here we uh, you talk about eating and especially the uh, yeah the time between breakfast and dinner yeah yeah <laughs> and you say it should be 12 hours yeah at most at at minimum between breakfast yeah. get away well, around. Well, yeah yeah, uh, yeah. so a 12 hour yeah eating window at most right yeah. um so for for the holidays everybody's gonna have a little bit of like indulgence a little bit of something extra something sweet maybe something we don't eat all the time um and so taking 12 hours just to let your body digest and not have the stress of working to digest the food but also it helps with in calming inflammation which is often the the foods that we choose to eat in this time that are a little bit extra also inflammatory often if there's sugar or some unhealthy fats involved so calming inflammation and that also helps to induce maybe in 12 hours a little more difficult but if you can extend it to 14 hours between your dinner and your breakfast you get into maybe a mild state of ketosis so that can help suppress appetite a little bit and um, that can definitely help around this time of year. So how should someone plan that? We say he's going for a, a many people go for Christmas dinners and, and we say it's dinner at eight, nine yeah. in the evening, right? So when should he eat breakfast and what should he eat for breakfast? So if you're going to a dinner and, a, you know, yeah, you're eating until late, you're eating until nine, ten, then that's where it's maybe you do say you do 12 hours because then it's a little bit easier a little less stressful and you've already eaten until late so it's maybe a little bit more difficult for people who aren't used to going that amount of time really used to late night snacking and early breakfast to go and then break their fast at 10 a.m or 9 a.m with um start with water that's always the first thing you start with but you should be drinking water before you break your fast also but before you eat your meal you know drink some water start your day off with something really protein rich something with some healthy fats and something with maybe veggies in it and some healthy carbohydrates what would be your recommendation for for example all this i mean we had all this confusion when people talk about healthy carbs healthy fats so suddenly fat and carbs are evil yeah. um, so what would be your recommendation for examples of healthy fats and healthy carbs I would say I always go to nuts for healthy fats. That's kind of my go-to, but nuts and seeds are really great. Um, Full-fat dairy, if you can tolerate dairy. I'm a fan of dairy. Um, cheese, if you're doing a more savory breakfast. Eggs. You know, people are kind of stuck on this idea that breakfast has to be, you know, carb-laden and pancakes and stuff that will spike your blood sugar and then leave you crashing one, two hours later hungry again. And... Me personally, I go for, I love savory breakfast. So, you know, eggs or a piece of chicken, or if you have the time on the weekend, maybe a nice steak with some salad and some avocado and just kind of breaking that mold of it has to be, yeah, a bowl of oatmeal or something. Muesli. <laughs> yeah. 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 Not, I'm not a fan of muesli in the mornings, especially. I think that's the most common one for, in Germany at least, is to have a no. bowl of muesli and it's, in total, we we talk about maybe two, three hundred uh, calories yeah. in the morning, and then they're wondering why they're so low energy yeah. and and starving for lunch and yeah. everything. No, I, I've tried that with uh, like breaking the breakfast rule of 
like okay i can eat uh pork loin yeah. <laughs> for, for breakfast <laughs> and yeah it feels amazing because you're not you have like all the energy levels that you need and um yeah but yeah. Uh, so let's turn that uh, the other opposite way around so we say somebody who is going up at 5 a.m uh or even earlier in the morning and how should he or she uh conduct her day like from we say breakfast to dinner if someone's getting up super early the first thing i would say is if you're getting less sleep focus on the quality of sleep so again not having the phone next to you and making sure that you're not texting until the minute that you fall asleep and also not starting your day with uh that's another thing that i picked up from tim ferris a couple of years ago and it's changed my life is some people they sleep with their phone next to their bed and in the middle of the night they pick it up if they wake up to go to the toilet they pick it up check if they have any texts check their instagram likes it's like oh my god let yourself give yourself a little bit of a yeah. break i mean very good very good thing is leave the bo- uh leave the phone outside the bedroom yeah that's a very simple rule to follow and it's a very f- i mean if you don't if you tell me you need the alarm that i can i can buy you an alarm yeah i yeah i spend the 10 euros <laughs> the cost of an alarm clock you, you know what um there there was a, a recent study in finland where uh, they they see that people couples have less sex uh in the bedroom like so uh, people i guess usually have sex in the bedroom so they they have drawn some statistics and they've seen that people have less sex in the bedroom right now and they they did yeah Mm -hmm. they did uh, a survey and it's because people when they go to bed they bring up their phone and they you know play with their phone instead of playing with each other Ah, uh, typical Joe. When you have too many kids, I buy you a telephone. Now it's like this yeah. be. I buy you a t- I can buy you a TV. Now it's like, yeah. hey, dude, I give you. A, oh, sorry, yeah. I just give you a telephone. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Makes all the sense in the world. Yeah. No, but if you're getting up at five a.m., I would say, depending on hunger levels, try to accustom yourself a little bit to go a little longer without eating. So if it's the first day, you have to, you know, you have to eat after half an hour after getting up. Okay eat something again that's you maybe prepare it the night before maybe it's leftovers from the night before that's you know again protein rich because protein is the most satisfying macronutrient um some kind of veggie if you can get it in there and some fats healthy fats avocado is also a great one that you can use multi very in multi situations for breakfast like stuff so avocado mousse blend it up with some almond milk and some cacao powder and maybe a little honey and then you've got a nice fat rich side to your breakfast um if you need a carb then also yes sweet potatoes are my go-to sweet potatoes or squash um and yeah yeah lots of recommendations and um yeah so you said something about drinking water and uh, the first thing you do and that's the next point in the list so number three drink a glass of lemon water in the morning why lemon so lemon is an alkalizer to the body that's the main the main benefit to drinking a glass of lemon water in the morning and also if you're drinking regular water is fine also but if you're drinking something that has a little bit of a sour thing that's the first thing you taste you're going to be less likely throughout the day to then have that sweet craving. 
because there have been a couple studies that show people who eat sweets first thing in the morning. Like if you have the first thing that you drink is a cup of coffee flavored with some kind of sweetener, then that sets you up for your taste buds are primed for the rest of the day to crave sweets. So if you can start your day with something that alkalizes you, it's good for the microbiome, it's good for the gut. Um, it's got some, obviously, vitamin C, minerals, um, kind of a, the classic detox drink every morning. Um, but getting into that habit is really something that sets you up for success for the rest of the day. Yeah, I, I think that would be a good tip for me because I generally don't drink that much water during the day. So by at least kind of putting that first thing in the morning might help out to uh, get some more, uh, yeah, not to dehydrate uh, in the day. Definitely the lemon thing is important to add. We'll check that out and see next chapter how it goes. Yeah, so you had your glass of lemon and you had your breakfast, avocado with cocoa, and <laughs> now it's time to get to work. Commute. So, uh, number four, um, you say, see here, quote that correctly, uh, get off your transit method uh, three blocks away from work or school or whatever. Um, yeah. What are the benefits of that? What, well, what, what are we looking at? What are we looking at? There? I think it's uh, twofold. Is I use transit method because you can do it whether you have car, whether you're riding the bus, whether you're riding the U-Bahn. And in Berlin, it's also easy because U-Bahn and S-Bahn, you know, the stations mm -hmm. aren't so far apart. If you, uh, like, I grew up in D.C. If you say get off your train station the, <laughs> night, the one before, you'd be walking for hours maybe. But um, here it's completely doable. And in most cities it is. So getting fresh air this time of year is something that all of us are not getting enough of because it's so cold out. It's bitter and you are freezing by the time you get anywhere, whether you get off three, three transit stops before or not. Um, and getting off your bus or you're parking your car three blocks away or getting off the s-bahn a block away i think it's a mindset thing also so uh with i did this in our nutrition challenge mm -hmm. this year the beginning of this year so um that was one of the assignments for the week uh, for one of the weeks was that okay you know try to park further away mm -hmm. walk more uh, just integrate that more and if i mean and it just changes your mindset so if you find a parking lot that is you know two blocks away then just embrace it say wow yeah. nice i'm gonna have a walk yeah instead of like oh i have to have a walk so yeah. it's like yeah it's yeah, just it's, a, it's a mindset at the yeah. end yeah yeah um, but it also gets it's the fresh air because we also all if you're working in an office there's a good chance that there's some nice toxic carpets that are uh, lining the floors and some really not great furniture so emitting some um, chemicals into the air that aren't great for us to be breathing in and the windows aren't open because it's not summer so getting some fresh air is really important and, yeah, and even though it's dark like or dark it's gray you get some UV. Right, right, some vitamin D. Yeah. Some, yeah, exactly. On the on the three square millimeters that are exposed to the sun. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 outside. The, the, the nose is a big receptor of the yeah. vitamins. It's good. <laughs> this is also one, one reason why I sometimes embrace to be like, okay, I'm just going to take off 
like go on the balcony and, yeah. and just be in my t-shirt for five minutes <laughs> and just embrace the cold the Iceman the yeah. Iceman the Hoffman <laughs> Hoffman <laughs> <laughs> mm. All right, and um, yeah, you're at office, and uh, oh damn, you get those sugar cravings. Um, tip you, have, you have been drinking your water, lemon water. <laughs> so yeah. You have the sugar cravings now. <laughs> yeah. So tip number five. <laughs> tip number five. Um, yeah. How do you handle your sugar cravings in the in the afternoon? So a great way to handle the sugar cravings is a to ask yourself, "Am I thirsty?" Because dehydration is a big thing that it can also cause the body to think, oh, time for some sugar. But it's just that you're dehydrated. And if you have hydrated, then tea is a really great way to crave those, curb those cravings. Because And why tea? Tea is, well, it's for A, for people who are addicted to caffeine. Maybe it's a nice little way to ease yourself off of the caffeine in the afternoon as well. Because... It's the duality of the coffee and the sugar that most people are accustomed to in the afternoon. And especially at the office in the winter, you know, you go and there's always a plate of cookies or something via Christmas related sitting out there uh, to accompany the coffee. So the jolt of caffeine plus the nice little jolt of sugar is what many people rely on to get through the afternoon. And tea can, especially fennel tea, Uh, also has a very nice sweet taste so it can hit that sweet craving without having any sugar in it and lemon water can also help to crave uh, curb a, a bit of those cravings because it hits you with a different a different palate in the mouth as well um so um okay you kind of answer that then is if you're not a big tea fan as i am i, I never understood tea really <laughs> um but yeah then it's the the lemon the glass of lemon juice again yeah, yeah. yeah. Water, water, or high water, water, yeah. citrus auch um that's kind of yeah. tea i guess but it with it helps with that with uh, ingwer yeah 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 ginger ginger also really good for the immune system really good for the digestive system And a really warming in Ayurveda, it's a really warming spice. So using spices like cinnamon, cardamom, and ginger, more Indian type spices are really warming this time of year. Well, help curve now that you said, uh, you talk a little bit about coffee, uh, afternoon coffee, and how does affect directly uh, the quality of sleep we have. Yeah. So what would you say is a good limit to our coffee, caffeine intake? Because, okay, when should we be switching into tea? Is it okay to drink a coffee at 6 p.m.? I mean, I know it's personal, but what yeah. would be your recommendation for it? Personally, I think you need to experiment. Like you said, everybody's individual. But the general rule is it takes about six hours for your body to completely metabolize caffeine. Some people, like me, are more on the 10-hour spectrum. So depending on what time you want to get to bed, you time that accordingly. So for most people, if you're trying to get to bed at about... 10 o'clock is, uh, mm. you know, in bed rather yeah, than asleep. Lunch, but, that's you know, it. Yeah. So after, yeah, 3, 4 p.m., it's generally a good cutoff point. Yeah, I, I mean, for, for myself, I I usually don't have a problem with drinking espresso or strong coffee in the evening uh, and fall asleep. But I'm still convinced that it's a bad idea for your sleep quality. Yeah. So you might be able to fall asleep, but probably that sleep is not going to be that good that's good yeah, yeah same yeah. thing with alcohol yeah exactly it's the same thing so But alcohol knocks you down 
Yeah, <laughs> to fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, let's move on to on the list. We we're down at number six, and um, yeah, we're we're, we're here uh, at dinner. And um, what should you do before eating dinner? So when you're in a, especially when you're in the season and if you're eating with family or friends and it's an event and you're a little bit stressed out or you're just your head's in a different place you're in a sympathetic nervous system state and you're you're that means your digestive system if you eat is not going to process the food proper, properly so you're going to have digestive upset especially if you're also eating then foods you're not used to but these tips apply also when you're just sitting down eating by yourself dinner um, is drinking a glass of water before you start um, and then also before you start taking six deep breaths um, almost like a mini meditation but just taking a pause and maybe in those six deep breaths thinking about also gratitude for what you have and taking just a little bit of a step back and pausing which, think, uh, yeah. I th I'm thinking of this next dinner gathering somewhere, <laughs> maybe here in the box. I don't know. And everyone listen to this podcast, and before eating, everyone just disappears. <laughs> <laughs> everyone is standing there with the eyes closed and breathing. We're gonna try <laughs> that <laughs> next week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Eight thirty. Somebody comes in uh -huh. like <laughs> what is this guy room, doing? room of zombies here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's been. Uh, Actually, the six is the magic number that it was a Japanese study that showed that six diaphragm breaths through the diaphragm, deep breaths. So you didn't just make that up. I didn't just make that up. I didn't just like the number six. I would actually prefer five because yeah. it's a nice, nicer number. But six breaths is what it takes to take I you from that. I would try the Japanese. Yeah, <laughs> definitely trust that. Yeah. Tabata and yeah. six breaths. Yeah. <laughs> it, so it's, yeah, it's the six breaths that takes you from the, the sympathetic to the Parasympathetic? Yeah, parasympathetic. Yeah. Um, all right. And now we are middle of the dinner. And it's uh, this point seven. I can't f f show this with one <laughs> hand. But um, yeah, we're middle of the dinner. And there's a lot of good food there. There's a lot of cakes, everything. How should I manage that? So... When you're eating, putting down your fork between bites is a huge thing. If you eat with a uh, fork. Right. So you can also eat with a spoon and... Uh, oh. <laughs> you your hands. Just, uh, That's actually... I didn't think I about that. I would say just clean your hands in between <laughs> bites. Uh, find something to do with your hands for a couple, oh, of, couple of seconds. Uh, we have to start the video again. Oh, okay. What do you say? Uh, movie recording has been stopped automatically, but okay. I think we can just say, just play, play again. Play again. Very okay. good, Joe. Cut in case you miss it, and then um, we go again. So, if you're not eating with your hands, you're eating with cutlery. What are you doing during the? So putting down your fork between bites is a really good way to also just slow yourself down and make yourself a little bit more conscious. It's a, 
kind of one of the lessons of meditation, but it's being present and enjoying what's going on because we also, we get into a state where we're talking with other people, there's a lot going on, and we're just scoffing down the lovely food or maybe it's not so great, but in any case, taking a pause and really enjoying each bite. But, um, but I, 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 uh, I have to jump in there and I have to say, the dinners where I had like the best conversations are the dinners where I ate the, le- the least stuff. Yeah, that's true. And it's usually these dinners are, you know, uh, especially when it comes to Christmas time, you ha- are in these um, situations where you're like sitting with dinner t- uh, <laughs> uh, tenants that you're, uh, you're maybe not that keen to talking to. And you're like, you try to open up some discussions and like, oh man. They don't work. It's yeah. Just <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not so much into Trump as this guy. So <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, we can't get started on that. <laughs> so yeah. Nice Christmas uh, topic <laughs> on the table. <laughs> yeah, but otherwise, like, uh, uh, my point is you should, you should try to uh, open up discussions, I think. And, yeah. And open up. I mean, it's uh, Christmas. It's a family, yeah. friends sharing. Share yeah. with people more than we share. I would say more than you can share with your food. Yeah. But, yeah, definitely, I think it's more about... I mean, what you said, I think it's very important what you said. Being mindful about the process. Be, enjoy the moment. Uh, be aware of what you're eating. Be aware. I mean, that's. I, I guess that's a lesson that can adjust to every time. Uh, many times we just go through food because we have things to do enjoy yeah. the food enjoy that moment taste that or whatever even if it's i don't know lettuce salad yeah uh, and for sweets i had an extra thing in there yeah that is it takes three bites to um get to the let's see that on a graph it would be the maximum taste profile of anything and then after three bites the taste gets a little bit less good as the first three bites so when you're eating a piece of cake or um, something really really nice something special mm. you know go ahead and like indulge just the christmas season but take three bites and then put your fork down and if you want three more then okay but mm. just make sure that have a you glass are of water before that yeah yeah <laughs> and be aware that those second three won't feel as good as the first three yeah. right yeah yeah it's like riding the roller coaster first three times yeah. is better the best and then <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's a very interesting book about that um, that talks a lot about that it's like hacking of the American mind and explains the whole process of that yeah. very interesting um, and yeah after after dinner uh, it's time to get home and we already talked about how you can wind down and so on and that kind of leads us to number eight uh, you say tech pre time what the heck how are people <laughs> supposed to look at this or listen to this? Yeah. Hopefully you're not watching this in your room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> your bedroom. Hopefully. Uh, uh, maybe uh, it's job. the wind down time. So I think another thing that sometimes it's a very new, a very new phenomenon, but the family and the friends aspect of this season gets a little bit maybe lost as it does in our everyday lives, but especially in this time when we have usually more access to, we travel for friends and family, we spend time at Christmas dinners with friends and family. And then sometimes you'll be at a gathering and half the people are pulling out their phones and sitting there with their phones. 
and it's another it's another aspect of the enjoying the present moment and engaging with what's happening now and appreciating what you have that, that could uh, seriously uh, create a lot of dramas in a lot of families I, I guess but one tip from me would be uh, when you have this like family Christmas gathering that you imply the rule that you say no everyone has to put their mobile phone in, in this box yeah like, yeah for the entire evening yeah it's like oh people will suffer but <laughs> i think that's necessarily suffering, there's so. one also uh pretty good way to do it um if you go to a restaurant with friends uh family or friends everybody puts phone in the middle of a table yeah my friends and i did and that the often. first person that picks up his phone pays the tap yeah 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 Rule it worked really rule, well. Rule the games. Nobody wants <laughs> to pick up the phone. <laughs> so if you pick up yeah. the phone, be aware of the consequences of it. Yeah. So I think just scheduling, being mindful of it, and saying, "Okay, I am. I'm meeting for for coffee with my friend. I'm gonna leave my phone in my bag yeah. next to D- me. Don't put it on the table. Yeah. Like, even upside down. Yeah. It's Turn off the ringer. I don't uh, know where. Leave it at home. Where, I, I don't. Yeah. I don't even know where I read that, but this thing with you know you put your phone on the, on the table even like upside down you're still telling the world that like i'm, I'm there's a talk from uh what's the name of this guy not very famous now uh simon simon yeah, exactly. Sinek, right you know exactly. yeah that's him yeah yeah you're giving a signal that you're not as important as the phone yeah basically yeah and it's true totally true yeah and it increases anxiety i think most of us are you know we're always thinking about oh i wonder if someone's texted me i wonder if i've got notifications if the phone isn't in the room and I, I, they I, did a couple studies that if you even if the room the phone was in the room next door you're still thinking about it and you need to have a certain amount of distance before it <laughs> before you disconnect really so leaving it at home is also a great idea as yeah. you put it on the blog the world's not going to collapse in six hours without your phone yeah mm. yeah not much is going to happen you're going to be fine yeah so be able be aware that it's fine to let go of your technology for a while i I still have to think about elon musk because he uh, he talked about this how the mobile phone is um kind of this uh, new way of us um you know we're speeding up the, the, the transmission rate of ideas and whatever and by having that on the phone we can do it on like very far distances so we're starting to you know getting more and more ourselves up into the cloud right now the data rate is just so low so it's not um, that uh, strong but or fast but still we are kind of interconnected now constantly yeah. uh, even though the bitrate is not that high but as soon as we start to you know, we'd be able to plug in our brains straight to the cloud. Yeah. Um, then it's going to get, uh, you know, r- very yeah. <laughs> brutal, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's let's go, go, go to the next one. Um, you got home from the dinner. You had your tech free time. And uh, point number nine, you now it's time to go to the party. Go to the party. <laughs> After the dinner. How do we do to just avoid such a huge amount of alcohol? <laughs> yeah. So actually, you reminded me of this the other day. And I had been doing it for a while. But 
when you go to a party and you don't want to drink, I don't drink most of the time because I'm so sensitive to it and I feel terrible afterwards. And so, you know, I ask for a glass of sparkling water and you can put a lime in it and it looks like a gin and tonic and nobody will ask you questions because there's always, if you don't have anything in your hands, there's always people that are going to be asking you, oh, don't you want to drink? Why aren't you drinking? Like, I'm on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I use pills. <laughs> No hangover. <laughs> um, but to have to have that burden taken off that you can just you can just know, okay, you know, enjoy your glass of water. It's maybe you do have one alcoholic beverage a week. Decide on how much is your limit, but then afterwards hold to your standards and hold yourself accountable, but also you owe it to yourself to you know the next morning you're going to feel better if you only have That's one drink. The other good point is, uh, and this is something I follow when days of no one going to drink, let's say a wedding or something like that, is always have a glass of water in between drinks. Yeah. So you have a yeah. beer, you have a glass of wine, whatever you have, glass of water in between. Helps a bit and definitely reduces the amount of alcohol and definitely reduces the hangover the next day. Yeah. So that's yeah. also another option. For sure. Yeah, uh, I have to think about uh, think back a couple of years when I. Um, this is me way back when I way just, way back <laughs> way when back when when I had. Uh, Germany never knew me like this. This this, <laughs> this crazy period. I I did thirty days without alcohol, which was um, at that time a point where it was like mind-blowing mind-blowing like people were like what are you talking about 30 <laughs> days how do you do that and uh, hey, hey now <laughs> yeah, i was like whoa and but yeah still I, I i tried to be social i tried to go to all the parties and everything because i still wanted to be kind of connected um and yeah most people were somehow students or something so yeah it was all, always these uh, VG parties here in berlin and um but yeah i i ended up drinking a lot of um club mate mm -hmm. which uh is this tea drink uh here but uh, the berliners uh, always have this tea together with vodka right that's a classical thing in the clubs or even at parties you have this soda or um, this tea that you're drinking and um, yeah people just assume you're drinking vodka so yep. that was like my hack um, and it's fairly low sugar so uh, yeah. it was not the worst uh, thing to drink in the night but uh, yeah high high on ca caffeine so yeah <laughs> not great good, for the good luck with <laughs> so yeah but still I mean at that point the, you went to bed at four five six seven a.m. so that caffeine also helped a lot but yeah that was yeah. just a thing that came to mind so drink that if you're a party student and need to get some time off alcohol yeah uh, or the new thing we have here kombucha kombucha, yeah. Yeah, also kombucha. Helps. yeah with gin i heard this <laughs> <I heard. laughs> um, yeah no i'm not a big gin fan but yeah uh the next point number DS10 um, which I like the most make a commitment to move yeah, yes. yeah. it's yeah. something that we all fall down on this time of year yeah. but it's my strategy is outsourcing my willpower 
which is also a Tim Ferriss pickup, but you know, you can outsource a lot of stuff, including your willpower. So if you sign up for a class and you're like here at Escapist now, you can't cancel right like two minutes before you get to the class, you know, sign up and you have theoretically paid or wherever you go, you pay for a class, um, you sign up for something with a friend, you make a date with a friend uh, in advance, maybe on a regular basis, say every two days or every Friday or something, we go to the gym together or I'm going to go to CrossFit on Monday and Wednesday and Friday morning and you sign up for all of those in advance and then it um, it makes a decision for you. You wake up on Monday morning, you're like, oh, I don't feel like going to CrossFit, but you, no, you don't want to let your friend down. So you don't want to let your friend down. You've you already go. paid for the class. You're that's um, that's money that you're throwing away, and a lot of people don't even think about that. But if you consciously say, okay, you know, it's like what twenty bucks or something for a yoga class or whatever you like to do. And this is something also that's very important. Also, the fact that we all know that the hardest moments when you get out of bed at the start, once it's over, you will yeah. never regret a workout. Yeah, and that's something that's doesn't matter how tired you are or uh, things you have to do, you will never regret a workout. It's always it's great when it's done, check, feel way better, energized yeah. and ready to go. Yeah, this is something we, we, constantly, we, we, say, yes. we constantly tell <laughs> each other. I ask Corrado, are you going to train? He's like, oh, I've, I, you know, I have time. And then it's like, will you regret it tomorrow? Like, uh, let's go. No. <laughs> That's it. Always. You will never regret it. So Yeah. yeah. Get up, just do it, ready yeah. to go, yeah. and ready to kick ass during the day. Yeah, I mean, and I think that comes to like training and to uh, waking up early. What I've discovered is like, if I wake up early, I will never regret going up early, but I always regret if I go up late. Going late. Yeah. Yes, so, that for sure. Yeah. Uh, if you can do that. Um, Except when you're sick. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, one thing I like maybe for December is to have like a like a regular um, a challenge, like a daily challenge. Mm -hmm. uh, so we had uh, we had uh, like this kettlebell challenge this month, um, me and Gerardo, where we did uh, we do uh, swings and, and front squats every day or do we try to. And we have a list where we have to take that in, so it's it's visual. It's over there. Yeah, you can even see it there. <laughs> yeah, and um, then we have, um, um, yeah. Now I have December coming up, so maybe we have to figure out a new one. And one thing I had for New Year's that I did last year was a thousand burpees as a challenge. <laughs> in uh, not in a day though. In the day. Yeah. In one day. No, no, uh, I uh, no in in one go. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> How long did it take you? <laughs> like six hours. No, it, it took me like it took me like two and a half or three hours with putting two kids and a wife to bed during that time. <laughs> so I did five hundred uh, burpees in my apartment and five hundred burpees in the basement. So, uh, because because of because the jumping on the yeah. So I thought maybe the neighbors need, need to get. <laughs> after 9 p.m. I <laughs> <laughs> and it was after after eating dinner and having two beers <laughs> and a lem, lem, glass of lemon water. No. <laughs> Let's get started. Okay, uh, uh, we have two bonuses. Um, number 11 
uh, which is hide your sweets. So I think we all get accustomed to everything that we do in our daily lives, in our routines. And one of those is we know exactly where we hide the chocolate. We know exactly where we put the cookies. And putting them a little bit in a different spot, making it a little bit more effort to go and get your chocolate or get your sweets or get whatever it is your vice is, makes you pause and wonder, hmm, do I really want to put the effort in? So this is, um, as some of you may know, my fridge broke down a couple of days ago, a couple of weeks ago already. And since the fridge is not working, all our... Our frozen food, everything has to be cold. It's on the terrace, it's on the balcony. <laughs> so it really makes you. I mean, I, I still open. As stupid as it sounds, I open the fridge probably five times a day, and just knowing <laughs> that it's on, off, it's, there's nothing inside, just like a reflex. And if there was food inside, we just pick something and eat it. Now there is now. It's like ah, oh, I'm really hungry to go outside and freeze myself to death just for uh, fruit. Yeah. I don't, so I just don't eat. It's amazing the big the change that that small thing makes yeah, yeah. just not yeah. be how many times we eat just because it's a reflex and it's not because we're hungry yeah it's just for sure yeah availability of food yeah con the constant availability and i noticed like when we did uh, the nutrition challenge this this fall uh i had no no problems having snacks around and everything because i'm so into the challenge so i don't care if it's a beer there i don't care anything about cookies or bread or I, no. it's very easy for me to say no in that mindset after the challenge um <coughs> like my mom comes for a visit and she brings a, back like, to square one <laughs> like, i don't know all the different breads from sweden i haven't had for months and and sweets and whatever and it's like hmm then you see those in the cabinet all yeah. the time and it's like oh uh, yeah. when it's open you have to once you pop you can't stop yeah. <laughs> no it's definitely <laughs> super hard and uh, i mean that's also one of the tricks i i tell people during uh, like when we start these challenges is that first thing you have to do is just clean, clean the clean. kitchen clean yeah. out and yeah give it away you know don't have it around. bring it to the office let some other people eat it <laughs> yeah exactly yeah yeah um, but yeah, uh, mm. talking about willpower, uh, let's move on to the last point, uh, number 12, uh, which is uh, meditation, right? Yeah, so I think um, as for, for me personally, but I've also talked, talked a lot about it to friends and have gotten a couple of them, not on purpose, but because they hear me talking about it to start a meditation practice and it really makes a huge difference for me for a wind-down perspective, but also a self-awareness perspective. Um, in the evening is when I do it, but most people prefer to do it in the morning, so whenever works for you. And another way that you can also make it easier is do it through these apps. And it's, it's no effort. You download a free app. Headspace and Calm are my favorites. Um, yeah. The one that's well, also uh, called Oak is also great. A lot of people say, I don't have time to that. How long does it take? It, there's ones on Calm that are three minutes, five minutes. But three also minutes. there's a quote that is like, if you don't have 10 minutes to meditate, you need three hours to meditate. Because that means you 
you are so wrapped up in everything that you think is so important that you don't have 10 minutes to calm down and be with yourself. Exactly. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. agree more. Yeah, I, I've, I've used uh, Headspace and like very shortly, this is over two years ago, uh, and but I still use those practices sometimes mm-hmm. and it really gives me a perspective of uh, handling thoughts and so on. But um, also now Sam Harris uh, released a new uh, his app, which is also yeah, great. Good. And he has um, a lot of more. He has like these lectures about uh, meditation too, which also uh, has been really like opening up my mind when it comes to meditation, because I I always and I th- still think uh, meditation has this kind of uh, dirty connection yeah with as fitness does uh, somehow it's like oh not not more these guys again yeah Yeah. exactly (laughs) i have to dress out like a hippie too and (laughs) no but but still um and uh, i think people generally think like yeah they they they've seen they heard uh, tim ferry's tony robbins and all these guys talking about meditation and it's like yeah yeah i'm um, but yeah, it's. Um, I think people need to have the perspective of what meditation is, and it's not. It's not a hacking tool. It's not. Right. It's not. It doesn't mean that you're gonna open up your mind and you're gonna, uh, you know, be able to <laughs> uh, be this kung fu guy you know, have in, an in your thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like yeah. change the world. No, it's. It's just about kind of having more grip of yourself. So. Um, it's yeah. kind of, I think this is also very uh, personal uh, for everyone, individual, how they relate to it and how, how it affects them and so on. But um, I think statistics are quite clear. People that meditate are more happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe because they slow down and are taking the time to recognize how, yeah. how much they have. And yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so great great claire uh, this was uh was was a nice format i think we we have these talks anyways <laughs> and yeah why not first time we recorded but we have it this all every day <laughs> yeah we have this every day guys and also i know most guys out there also have them at the office and whatever so um but yeah i hope this inspired some people to think about something and um, Follow this advice. The all the advice is gonna be on the blog post. Yeah, on the blog, yeah. uh, we're gonna uh, share them Instagram, Instagram, Facebook. Facebook, all the channels. Yeah, Snapchat. No, we don't have that. <laughs> I don't know how that works. <laughs> we're too old for that. Claire, you have to take care of that. I'm also too old for that. <laughs> okay. so my, my, my son. Too. Okay. Um, okay, guys. Um, okay, thanks. Uh, thanks for tuning in. We. Uh, talk and speak to you next time uh, let us know what you thought and uh, subscribe to our channels on all the freaking platforms bye, bye. <laughs>